everyone, it's Jeannie, the pistol packing mountain mama health nut. What's up, my fellow pod doggies? This podcast is for you, and it has two parts. The first is called All Things Health, which is about what to keep or add into your diet and lifestyle and what to throw out. The second part is called Mountain Adventures. I share true stories to hopefully take your mind off of the stresses in your life. We all have plenty of stress and help you experience if just for a few minutes, what it's like living completely off-grid in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. I record each episode on our cattle ranch, which is nestled in the rugged mountains with beautiful forest, farmland, creeks, natural springs, and a majestic view of the valley below. And remember to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. You can find my websites and email in the show notes. And please share this episode with someone else who you think might benefit from it, And most importantly, thank you for listening. Your support means everything to me, so thank you. My podcast is sponsored by a company called 3 International. It's a proactive wellness company that absolutely has the best, highest quality nutritional supplements that come from Whole Foods. I personally use them, and the energy I have is unmatched to anything I've ever taken before. All the products are listed in the Physician's Desk Reference, and you can check that out at www.pdr.net. On each episode, I like to take a minute and talk about one of the products. Today I want to talk about one of my favorites called Revive. So it's for renewal and recovery. And the benefits are Revive supports healthy joints, eases muscle stiffness, maintains a healthy inflammatory status in the body, promotes exercise recovery, counteracts the effects of free radicals. And all of these benefits are important to me as I'm getting older, and I'm also a runner. And I can't tell you enough how much this product helps me. And a side note, the products in Revive actually break down quickly and get into the cells faster. And of course, you can check out all of the three products on my website, genieolson.iii.earth, for more information. And we have a customer program, so you don't have to pay retail prices. If you'd like more information, you can shoot me an email as well. Okay, today's episode, is sunscreen safe? Well, since it's in the middle of the summer in the United States, I thought sunscreen might be a good topic to discuss. And this has been a hot topic for the last several years. Being a small child in the late 1960s, we didn't have sunscreen at my house. We would play outside all day and come in at night with with a bad sunburn. My mom would use a product called Noxema, which was basically just a cream with a cooling agent in it. It felt good, but it didn't stop the burn. And it's funny what I've heard others say they used as a kid, like straight vinegar. Don't ever try that, by the way. Yes, I tried it. And it kind of stings, and you smell like a pickle. Well, here's a timeline of how and when sunscreen was invented. Ancient Egyptians used rice, jasmine, and lupin extracts to protect the skin. Other civilizations had their natural remedies such as olive oil, pine needles, pine needles, okay, or sunflowers. Fast forward to 1932. A chemist in Australia named Milton Blake created the first commercial sunscreen for a company called Hamilton. L'Oreal brand came out in France in 1936. Switzerland came out with a brand called Glacier Cream in 1938. Finally, it made its way to the U.S., and Copper Tone came out in 1944 in Florida, which is a long way from Idaho. Hawaiian Tropic came out in Kentucky in 1969. 
And then in 1977, Neutrogena came out with a water-resistant sunscreen. And today there are all kinds of sunscreens you can purchase. And most of them block out all of the sun's harmful rays. Well, why even use it? According to Healthline, it, it blocks UVA and UVB rays from the sun that's thought to cause skin cancer. And it also, according to Healthline, can delay signs of aging like wrinkles. It helps fade scars, prevents discoloration, and protects from blue light. We've been told to lather it on for years and then reapply it often, especially if you're swimming. And I will say that it has prevented many sunburns for me because I'm outside every day in the sun for my job, and I'm also outside a lot helping to run our ranch. And I'm happy to say that I usually just burn once and then tan after that, but, you know, there's days when I just want that extra protection. And it wasn't until COVID-19 hit the entire world that doctors who are fighting COVID with natural remedies started telling us that vitamin D is crucial for our immune system, and getting it from the sun is the best, most bioavailable way to get it. Wait, what? The sun? It does make you stop and think for a minute that the sun has been around for a long time and it's well known that the sun helps your body make vitamin D. So why would we want to prevent that completely? The sun also has other great health benefits. The sun also provides infrared light and is used for what's called heliotherapy. Helio meaning sun. And you can use artificial infrared light for therapies such as red light therapy, low-level laser therapy, photobiomodulation, bright light therapy, UV therapy, infrared sauna therapy, among others. And I've listened to doctors talk about the positive effects of infrared light and how it helps with removing toxins, stimulates collagen and elastin in your skin. It's great for skin health and rejuvenation. I remember when my brother wrecked his motorcycle on the highway and a lot of his skin was peeled off from sliding on the asphalt and the doctor had him lay out in the sun every day to help him heal. Okay, and the sun also helps with inflammation in the body. It helps with weight loss and improves circulation. According to PubMed, the sun is good for tuberculosis treatments, psoriasis, dermatitis, and recovery from respiratory illness, and of course, depression and mood. Who doesn't love the sunshine? These are all positive things about the sun. Of course they are. I do believe God knew what he was doing. And the sunlight is free. The idea is to get some exposure from the sun every day to reap its health benefits. However, you don't want to stay out so long that you get badly burned or get blisters, and you do want to be mindful of the UV rays. And also keep in mind that a lot of outdoor or sports companies make UV-blocking clothing, and I wear a lot of the brand Columbia. However, that's not always the funnest way to protect your skin. So what should you do? First off, Sunrise and sunset are perfect times of the day to get red and near-infrared light from the sun. UV is naturally being blocked and scattered by the atmosphere at those times. And keep in mind that it does depend on how much of your skin is exposed, where you live, and your age. Like in the northwest of the United States, the state of Washington, you will need more sun exposure to get the same benefits from the sun versus if you live in Southern California. And of course, the time of year will make a difference as well. In Idaho, we have a smaller window of abundant sunshine, and we should supplement with vitamin D, especially during the winter. But what if you have to work out in the sun during the middle of the day or all day long like I do? That is where sunscreen can be helpful. But now, some experts are saying that many sunscreens have toxic chemicals in them, 
that are absorbed into the skin and into the blood. The skin is actually the largest organ in the body, so that makes sense. What are the toxic chemicals that we should be worried about? According to an article by EWG's Guide to Sunscreen, there are about 12 different chemicals that are proposed as not safe. And I won't say all of them, but I will tell you about the three most harmful ones. They are homosalate, avobenzone, and oxybenzone. These chemicals are supposedly absorbed through the skin and disrupt the endocrine system. Apparently, oxybenzone is the worst one of all of the toxic ingredients because it is absorbed into the skin. It may disrupt hormone and endocrine levels in humans, and it may alter testosterone in adolescent boys. It has also been banned in Hawaii because it damages the coral reefs. I actually checked one of the brands of sunscreen that I have in my cupboard, and all three of the three chemicals are listed in one of them that I have, and the other brands that I have, I have at least one of, of the chemicals was listed in the ingredients. And since there is still an ongoing debate, Dr. Azza Halim told Pop Sugar in an article that they wrote that he would use a mineral sunscreen, and he says to find one that has only two ingredients, which is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide with an SPF of 50. And this will ward off both UVA and UVB rays. According to EWG, healthy sunscreens you could choose from are the brand Attitude, Babel Botanicals, and Beauty Counter Counter Sun Mineral Sunscreen. And you can find all of these on Amazon, or you can go on to the product's website. And you know, when there is a debate, the subject in question usually turns out to be bad for you, but we'll see. Until then, don't be afraid of the sun. It's been around a long, long time, and God designed it to be beneficial to us. And be smart about it. Use UV-blocking clothing, wear a hat, and choose a healthier sunscreen. Okay, I hope you found this helpful. And don't forget to leave me a comment below and let me know your thoughts. And also let me know if there's a topic you'd like to hear about. I would love to hear from you. And now on to Mountain Adventures. My husband Nick and I own and operate a cattle ranch and sometimes during the calving season when our mama cows have their babies, a baby calf will lose its mother. And sometimes the mom dies giving birth or will die shortly after. And sometimes the baby calf will die during birth leaving the mom without her calf. And it's very sad. But it's just part of the circle of life. <laughs> Reminds me of the Lion King. Anyway, sometimes we will have a mom die and leave her calf. And at the same time, we will have a calf die and leave the mother without a calf. So Nick has this adoption program. Now this may seem morbid at first, but he will skin the dead calf and put the hide on the other calf. And then he puts this calf with the hide on it into a pen together with the other mother. And then the mother smells the hide on the calf and thinks it's her calf and accepts it as her own. And then after several days... Nick will take the hide off, and the mother and calf stay together, and a bond is formed. And it's really neat to see. Sometimes when we have a calf without a mother, we have to bottle feed it for several months. So every day, twice a day, Nick will mix milk replacer, which is a dried powdered milk with nutrients, with warm water in a two-quart jug that has a special nipple on it so that the calf can suck. And it's pretty cute to see a newborn calf gently sucking on a bottle as you hold it, completely trusting you, and you get to pet it and love on it. 
until it gets a little bigger and then things change. This calf realizes right off the bat that Nick and that bottle is its food source. It also realizes that he brings this warm food source on the four-wheeler. Right now Nick is feeding two calves and soon they will be big enough to go out to pasture and can feed on their own on lush green grass and to, you know, to get their nutrients. Right now they're getting bigger and they can get a little aggressive and bump your leg looking for the milk. They will also follow you around looking for more milk. Well, when our kids were younger and still living at home, we had a calf that we had to bottle feed, and we all took turns feeding it. Of course, our daughter Katie had to name it. The chosen name was Pebbles, and once you name it, it becomes family. Most of the calves are sold each year, and it can be hard to see them go, especially if you've bottle fed one and named it. Usually the calves get a number instead of a name. The cow has an ear tag in her ear with a number on it like 88, and when the calf is born, Nick will put a tag in the baby's ear with the same number as its mother. That way he can tell which calf belongs to which cow. When we had pebbles, our corrals weren't too far from the house, maybe a quarter mile of away. Pebbles wasn't penned up in the corral, but was in a pasture next to the corral. Every day, twice a day, one of us would hop on the four-wheeler with a bottle of milk and go feed her. She was small enough that she could get out of the pasture and go pretty much wherever she wanted. She did stay near the corrals, though, because that is where we fed her, and she didn't want to miss a meal. And as soon as she would hear the four-wheeler coming, she would come towards us, meeting us part way. And then she would run alongside the four-wheeler, trying to get us to stop. But we'd keep going to her pasture and then feed her there. Well, one lazy Sunday morning, we were all doing our own thing, when we heard a scuffle at the back door and went to see what it was. And when we opened the door, there stood Pebbles. She had made her way to the house, trotted up the sidewalk, and stood at the door. Apparently, she was getting impatient with us. How she knew we were in the house and what door to come to is still a mystery. She had this look like, Why are you guys taking so long? I'm starving. She did this every day after that until she was able to go out to the pasture with the other calves. And I think she would have come right into the living room if we would let her. Of course, our daughter Katie would have loved that. I wasn't too happy with the little cow plop she left on the lawn either. And I found a picture the other day of um, Nick actually feeding her just right there on the sidewalk because that's where she got fed after that. So now fast forward about a year or so. We were eating dinner one evening. Can you guess what we were having? Yep, beef. You can't be cattle ranchers and not eat beef. Okay, so for no apparent reason, our daughter Katie randomly asked how Pebbles was doing as we were all chowing down. I just about choked on my food. I looked around the table, then looked at Nick, who wasn't saying a word, and I said, um, she's good. <laughs> Not telling her that we might be eating pebbles. I know, I know. Once a year or so, we'll have one of our cows butchered, so we have meat for the winter. Now, I wasn't completely sure it was pebbles, but it could have been. When they get older, to me they all look alike, but Nick can tell them apart but he spends a lot of time with him every day. Nick will just tell me that he has a cow ready to be killed and I never know which cow it is, and I really don't want to know either. We haven't named any more calves. It's much easier on us that way. Hey, never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Well, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Go get your dreams. If not now, when? See you next time.